0: Welcome back. You are listening to The Air is Dope Up Here podcast. Join us every Tuesday as we navigate through the misconceptions of adulthood while still enjoying our sisterhood through traveling, creating, and getting shit done. Air is dope fam, we are back with another episode and unfortunately, or should I say fortunately, we are already at the end of October, and I feel like 2020 has literally been one of the slowest years ever, but we are still here. Do y'all feel like that? Is it just me? No.
1: It's, it's weird. It's been slow, yeah. but
0: it's fast. At the same time. Too. Like these, You said slow, but what? The, it seems like the weeks are going by fast, but it just feel like a time loop like, yeah same old shit same day
1: <laughs> different, <laughs> different day yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it does
0: I agree yeah cause I promised you the other day it was October 1st and now look at us well like, you Ooh. know
1: it was just March a couple
0: weeks ago it feels like Now that felt like ages I'm not gonna lie
1: in a way to me yeah, yeah. in a way like Britt said, it's weird. It feels like a weird time loop. Mm-hmm. It, I think because there's been so many, like, major things to happen this year. And, like, just craziness this year that it it feels like it's been dragged out because of so much stuff. But like you said, like, these weeks are flying. Flying by.
0: And I'm not mad about it because I mean, if 2021 gonna give us some hope, get let's get over 2020. I'm hoping yeah. <laughs> and praying. Same here. Yeah. But anyway, you guys, as we enter this last quarter of the year, um, and with October being our Breast Cancer Awareness Month, you know, protect your tatas, men and women. Yes. Um. We thought it would be a good time for us to just kind of dive in, in the importance of overall health. As you guys know, at the top of this podcast, we kind of explained to you guys that the reason why we are doing this platform is for us to have dialogue about navigating through adulthood, but yet touching on things that we find are pivotal in our growth and our movement. And so if you've been listening to our podcast so far, we've kind of touched on the importance of womanhood and the way that we're evolving, we've started to talk about cancer culture and how we can do better in holding each other accountable. And so for this month, we just really want to dive in and talk about the importance of health, not just our breasts, but overall health, right? And so... To kick off this conversation, I guess one thing I kind of want to understand from you two is when did you start to take your physical health seriously and what caused you to take notice of your physical health?
1: I think for me, I can't pinpoint only one specific time point that made me be like, oh, I need to get my life together and straighten up, right? It's been so many so many different things throughout my life that made me like, oh, I need to get I need to get on the ball. I need to get on the good foot. I need to pay more attention to what I'm eating. I need to have a better workout routine. Um, you know, I think about diabetes runs through my family. And so I always knew that was something that I needed to be on alert for. Um my my maternal grandmother had diabetes. My um, oldest nephew had diabetes, passed away from complications of diabetes at 11. I have a sister with diabetes. Uh, So that's always been one thing I've been conscious of, but it really wasn't until probably like late high school, college that I start thinking about, I start correlating what I was doing in my life to my health, if that makes sense. You know, I grew up where, Pork chops, fried chicken, baked macaroni, sweet potatoes, kind of like the cornbread, the good days, stuff, you feel me? Days. All <laughs> of that. <laughs> grew up eating all of it, you know. So it wasn't until I got older that I started paying more attention. Started getting into class. I knew I wanted to go in healthcare. And once I started like getting into those classes, luckily my high school had a path where we could pick what we thought we wanted to major in, in college and take courses that correlated to that. And so late in high school, early college, when I started taking like all the anatomies and the healthcare classes and stuff like that, I really, that's when I really start honing in on that knowledge and kind of making a better effort and, and thinking about how my physical health needs to be moving forward and, and to have longevity in life, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't pinpoint like a specific, one specific thing.
0: I think my parents kind of did a good job of instilling healthy habits in us. Uh, We were always pretty active with sports, you know, all through schooling. Um, My mom and and dad, you know, we, we ate at home a lot, you know probably more so to save money <laughs> right <laughs> we always we always had you know a balanced meal so you know I cannot eat a meal without having a protein a starch a veg like you know that's that's just how I grew up eating are you still that rigid in like making sure you have all three components now even as an adult yeah that's what's yeah up. um yeah even when I try to cut out the carbs like my like, uh-uh I'm not a happy camper without carbs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know very many people who are. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do it. I, I'll do like carb cycling where maybe one day where when I'm like extreme into the fitness, not right now, but um, I'll, I'll do like this day with no carbs right. and you know, the next day I have carbs or, you know, skip two days or something like that. So that's I mean, that's pretty much it. I think, you know, once I got out of college, I think my physical health as far as exercising kind of got away from me for a while. I think as it was, all of us. It as was as um, probably in grad school when my mom took me shopping um, when I got my first teacher job. So this was about eight. Eight years ago, well, I guess nine, I couldn't fit nothing to express. I was like, Oh, Lord, have mercy! I gotta get, listen, I now. gotta get my life together. So, don't feel bad when you can't fit express because express changes depending on the year. You well, know? that's when- true, but that was definitely my wake up call. I don't think I had realized mm-hmm. I had gained that much weight, mm-hmm. um, okay. that, that relationship weight to kill get, get it, it, it gets it. you every time, darling. Yeah, it sneaks up on you. <laughs> So uh, it be all that cooking you be doing. Oh, let me cook you then. Cooking and laying cook up. Listen, turn into a whole roly poly. I'm not playing with these people. It's the best. I got to be happy. Look, I'll I don't do that no more. <laughs> you, don't, you don't cook no more? <laughs> no, honey, That's what I thought. Of. But okay. Nope. Not for these. Never mind. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. another. that's another
0: episode. I'm going to sip my tea. <laughs> Um. so yeah it's it, it's kind of been instilled but you know I, I slip away every once in a while and I am ready to get back in that process but this ankle is not it's not cooperating right now but yeah what about you Tiff you know what actually when I looked at this question I was like this is actually pretty deep for me mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because I kind of have a similar background as far as Neekwa like having those southern roots where your family cooks all of these soulful, savory dishes, right? But for me, it was a little bit deeper than that because I literally saw illness, like severe illness, strokes, cancer, impact my family at a very young age, Mm -hmm. like first grade is when I started to see key people in my family be struck with severe illness right um so for me i would say during that time i lost my mom's father my father's mother and my great uncle who literally was like our next door neighbor all three of those people i would say in like three years Span back to baby to back right mm-hmm. so for me i identified that something serious was happening within my family but when i got older passed away tragically mm-hmm. um we were young right uh and he had a heart condition that a lot of people didn't know about mm-hmm. and he went to baseball practice and passed away on the field and in that moment, it was it was really, it was really hard. I think my whole class at Doug, shout out to class 03, um, we took that really hard. Because think about it, when you're that active, you're not thinking that your classmate that you just saw a few hours before school ended whose birthday we was plotting the very next week was getting ready to pass away and not in that way you know what i'm saying and so for me it made me think about like wow not only am i watching illness impact my community but i think at that point it dawned on me that regardless of age like i gotta be mindful of how i'm taking care of my body and so i think those things just kind of made things real for me Um. And made me kind of like look back at myself and kind of want to do better. So like when we got to college, I was still a little slumpy, you know what I'm saying? Everything ain't fully blossomed, but it was starting to happen. And when we got that freshman 15, because I got, I got the freshman 15 bad, like first semester. I went home, that was like, oh, you you." not you got big. My family rude. First of all, this is the family day. When you walk in the house, if your hair is out of place, within two minutes, you're going to notice your hair looking sideways on top of your head. So when my family like said, oh, you, you ain't got big real fast. And I was like, dang, have I got big? <laughs> I went back and I got on like a little mission. And you know, freshman year, we were able to take those PE classes. Mm-hmm. So I think I signed up for either miss gentry had either no nope. it was some type of workout class let me tell you something baby that weight fell off
1: i fooling with, with miss gentry i bet it did
0: it fell off okay i
1: took one class with her and i was like never again that's why i was scared to try out for them dress
0: because nope Mm-mm. <laughs> but no that's that's kind of what happened to me i will say though Bri, i did we did eat in the house like my family Mm -hmm. cook like breakfast lunch and dinner every day i don't think i think weekends was like our treat to like kind of eat out but Mm -hmm. i think just seeing death at such a young age and knowing that it was death attributed to something that's dealing with your health was Mm -hmm. like my wake-up call and like so i i'm like i'm like Nico. i've always had a passion for health care always i wanted to be the community doctor to be honest like i was in the backyard trying to find up look creating stuff oh this gonna heal this person this Mm -hmm. gonna fix this person because that's just kind of what i saw so i I get it um and it's just interesting to see how the three of us all have a different mindset when it comes to reaching back and giving back to our community and being more mindful of like how we operate and handle ourselves Mm -hmm. so i thought that that was pretty cool but and the the interesting thing is, where you two wanted to go into healthcare, mine was mine was to go into food mm-hmm. to have healthier foods. Um, that was always kind of one of my motivations for going to culinary school, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, you can cook for me anytime. Here she goes, <laughs> okay, all right. I digress. I just wait for my <laughs> when I get to Atlanta, I wait for my plate. Well, anyway, so we talked about like how we first got introduced to the concept of like health and physical health and what it meant to us. But then now that you have identified like how those things growing up, that, the things that you witnessed, how do they impact you like as an adult? So I think part of um, how my parents raised us as, you know, as far as staying active and eating balanced meals, I think it was kind of a, a shield. Um, you know, we moved away from Chicago at a very young age because um, there were just a lot of things that was happening in Chicago with, you know, gangs and drugs. Um, my parents wanted to shield us from that, so that's why we moved to Atlanta. So, And then I think also with that and as I I understand in a lot of black families, we don't always share. Yeah. What's going on? So that's one of the things. Like I I hated being in a position of knowing something about somebody's mom or dad that and they didn't know after um, the fact be- because because there were secrets. Yeah. And I. I just, Why do yeah, we like, do that? Like that's a know. good point and the and the thing is like a lot of this stuff is hereditary so not only are you not allowing us to if we know that these things are hereditary we can start making the steps to make sure that we're correcting things now right um so you know that's that's one of the things you know i do appreciate like my mom and her first cousins they are kind of starting to change the narrative by having more conversations about health and, you know, help you through this process, Mm -hmm. you're also hindering other people because, you know, these things that could potentially affect, you know, all of us. So, you know, that's one of the things that I've taken away from, you know, just family health issues is just trying to make sure that we talk about what's going on because in sharing the same genes, a lot of times we have the same some of the same things going on. That's true. I would say to add to that, being in the household and watching my family cook the type of foods that they cooked. Mm. Once I decided to leave Atlanta and go to college and then leave college and then move up here I think that also helped my journey in my health because I started to be able to identify healthier foods and alternatives for myself. Because mm-hmm. when we're young, we have to eat what I fa- what our parents buy. Right. And if you was in my household, either you eat what was made for dinner or you don't eat at all. Um and so for me when I came up here, I wanted to experience and expand my palate. Right. I wanted to not only cook the things that I saw my grandmother cooking, but I wanted to learn new things. So I think that kind of helped me, mm-hmm. Um especially because I also started to identify that some of the foods that my family was constantly, you know, feeding their system was feeding some of the cancer that we had mm-hmm. um, in our family, because I don't know if I told y'all, but breast cancer runs heavy on my mother's side of the family um like a lot of my my grandmother's siblings have dealt with breast cancer um and so for me i'm always like iffy about that and i'm always like reading like you know what foods are high in antioxidants to keep that in my immune system i'm always trying to not have things to, like, clog up my pores because high blood pressure um, is in my family. Cholesterol is an issue that's in my family. Um, diabetes is in my family, but it's not, like, directly on my on like my mother's side. Uh-huh. But just acknowledging all of those things, I think, has um, made me just pay attention to my body more. Like, any ache or change in my body, I sometimes feel like I'm too quick to react to it because I'm just so anxious, And I'm just like, I need to be ahead of the game. I need to just pay attention. And I just need to go to the doctor and things like that. But um, I know you guys have mentioned that, well, Britt, you have mentioned that you're a carb lover. During my Daniel Fast, one of my Daniel Fast, I kind of removed carbs. Mm. And I ended up learning that my body does not really like carbs. Like, it actually thrives better without carbs. And so now, yeah, I can have, like, multiple days of, like, pasta or bread I will blow the hell up mm. like really bad and even pork like some people could have pork just because they don't like it but for me my body does not do well with pork if I eat a lot of pork I'm gonna get extremely sick and when I was young I would always have Same. stomach problems y'all this is crazy I'm just now realizing it when I was younger I would always have GI problems and for the life of me I was
1: like, "Why am I always the one having stomach problems?" But now I realize it's the damn
0: food It I'm is. eating. It is, and, and that, now I don't have those problems.
1: It's funny you say that because that kind of goes with uh, along with what my issue. well, what I started to recognize as I became an adult in undergrad. I was having a lot of uh, digestive issues. Went to the doctor and was diagnosed with IBS. So, of course, me being the (laughs) self proclaimed hippie tree hugger person (laughs) that I am, I'm like, okay, let me look up what naturally I can do. What can I change before I take any medication? Right. So, Mm -hmm. I cut out beef and pork. And it made the a world of difference in how I felt, how I moved, the digestive issues started to go away, you know. And I now going back to the question and, and the way I watched my family deal with health growing up, I it's a couple of things that I learned. And one of them is to pay attention to my body, don't wait to the last minute to Get something checked out, get something looked in, pay attention to what's going on. When I feel changes or I feel different, pay attention and and act on that. And two, don't be afraid to speak up and say, hey, I don't feel good. Something is not right. Something's going on, even if it's just a family member. Like Britt was saying, there's so many secrets and people keep things. But a lot of these things affect all of us. So... I had to cut out beef and pork, and now i because I pay attention to my body now, when my stomach starts to feel funny or I start getting a headache, I immediately go to what did I eat differently? What did I do different like i because I know that's what it is it's something that I can easily change on my own, and so it's just made me more aware of what I'm doing to contribute to my ill health or good or good health, and you know kind of paying attention to those triggers and not being afraid to speak up and say, hey, something is different. And if I can't figure out what it is that I'm doing different, then I'm going to talk to somebody so they can help me figure out something ain't right with my body. But it's all about being in tune with your body and paying attention to it and taking heat because your body will talk to you and tell you what's going on. I
0: was just about to say that. Our body tells us
1: everything did. going on. This. It'll tell us when we're lacking something. It'll tell us when we've got excess or something because a lot of people don't believe that too much of a good thing can be bad for you too. And it can. Right. Um, So that's, I've just overall been more conscious and, and been more apt to keep up with my routine doctor's appointments, keep up with my routine dentist appointments, anything that changes or is different or is not feeling right. I speak up and even if it's nothing, I tell my doctor, Hey, I'm feeling such and such. This is not normal for me. Might not be anything, but just FYI, we need to make sure we safe know. Than sorry. Right. Exactly.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I think that goes into advocating for yourself, right? Advocating for your own health and being okay with it. Because mm-hmm. I, I know we all are paying attention to the different I don't want to say trends, but heavy topics that are in healthcare. And one of the things that is in the face of the public now, because it's always been happening, is how African Americans have so many, I don't want to word it, they have so many battles when it comes to healthcare. Whether it is the lack of resources in the community, whether it is them thinking that we are stronger than we are and that we have high tolerance of pain, whether it's dealing with birth and labor issues. Like there is just this trend in healthcare where African Americans are not being listened to mm-hmm. or aren't taken serious when it comes to the different ailments that we're dealing with. And so for me, I definitely do believe that advocating your your own health should be a top priority. And I look at that when it comes to like my whole um, self-care practices. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say that like in my household, my grandmother and my mother, they did not play about going to the doctor. Like even to this day, my grandmother, God bless her soul, is 90 years old. And she still goes to the doctor faithfully. That's the she takes her vitamins. She pays attention to everything. Um, and my mother was the same way, uh, which is kind of how we ended up finding her cancer. Like she knew something mm-hmm. had shifted in her body and... You know, she advocated for herself and didn't stop until she found a doctor who listened to her and was able to find out like, yeah, there is something going on in your body. Um, So I was thankful to have that in my household. Mm-hmm. But within my actual community that I lived in, there was a lack of advocating within the community. Um, Like even though I lived in the city of Atlanta, we didn't have too many. um healthcare clinics that were within a reasonable distance to the community. Like, we had the major hospitals in downtown Atlanta, Mm -hmm. but to be able to get to a reputable clinic, there weren't that many. So, for me, growing up, I always thought about, like, okay, my family has the resources to go out there and get certain things, but I also saw something missing in my community. And so, for me, I was always thinking about, especially as I got older, like, in high school, like, how that's going to impact the life expectancy of people in my community mm-hmm. the fact that they're they they do not have proper education regarding their health needs who's going to coach them and teach them certain things so those things kind of became important to me and not only that just not only speaking of physical health i also want to talk a, a little bit about mental health because i think that's also like important when it comes to these things sometimes some of the battles that we're facing are twofold it is a combination of physical and mental health You're that true. we have to tackle right and so that's also one thing that i wanted us to talk about because i feel like the mental health assistance is also not readily available in our community at all And it's really a taboo if you think about it. Like nowadays, I feel like we're getting to a point where we're becoming a little bit more comfortable to want to address mental health and what that looks like. Does it run in our family and not be ashamed of it? Has anyone in our family had some type of mental health issue um, and how do they deal with it? Is the family trying to cover it up? Like Britt said, there's always all these secrets. But I just feel like that stigma that was in our community like we have to figure out a way to like subside that. And I mean, we don't we definitely have to dive into it today, but I definitely hope that those who are listening are open to us having a dialogue strictly on that yeah. in the future.
1: It's important. It's really really important. I completely agree. And I think coming from a healthcare mindset, a lot of times we don't think about or realize that our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health are all intertwined with each other. So, you know, you may be having a, 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 a mental health issue or some type of um, psychological issue that could show some manifestations physically, vice versa. And so we have to be very, stri- very intentional, I'll say, mm-hmm. mindful to make sure we focus on whole our whole health everything because I've been
0: because just to touch on that Nico, one example is like stress right yes and a lot of people do not realize how stress really impacts your body yes yeah and how the how you feeding your body certain foods that have certain hormones mixed with stress can trigger your body to grow these unhealthy cells that can lead to something cancer yes like you say it's a full cycle that
1: mm-hmm. we
0: really don't talk about we really don't address and it's important yeah and yeah. that goes
1: back to advocacy. You know, you talk you uh touched on a lot about access to health care. You know, me coming from a public health standpoint, that's a huge, huge issue is access to health care and and healthcare being available on the community level. You right. know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of advocacy advocacy. Like you said, being an advocate for your own health should be number one. But that goes outside of just saying, hey, I feel something different. Let me speak up to my doctor. If my doctor isn't listening and I feel in my gut something's right, I get to take opinion. That advocacy also goes with going to your local leader saying, hey, this community has a disparity. There's no access to immediate community health care. Uh, co- the community members are having to drive however far to get to. Great access to care, you know, that's part of the advocacy for healthcare as well. So, you not only advocate for yourself and what you're feeling, but also speaking up on behalf of the community, right? You know, I'm a research person, so I deal with numbers. We know. When it comes to maternal mortality, Black women are three to four times more likely to die. If you watch the Serena Williams documentary, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, you saw that. You saw how a top-tier athlete, arguably, I'm going to say how I feel, the greatest athlete of all times, period, regardless of sport or gender, have to advocate for herself because she has a blood clot condition and the nurses weren't listening to her after she gave birth and she almost died. You know, that's these are things that we have to take really seriously and take into our own hands. I think a lot of people sometimes are scared to speak up to physicians and doctors because they feel like, well, they're the expert in whatever field it may be. Who am I to question it? But you have to Uh make sure you're speaking up for ourselves because we're dying.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and uh-huh. making sure that you're picking the proper healthcare provider. Yes. Yeah, okay. and, right. be- and being okay with leaving and finding someone else right now.
1: Absolutely. It's okay to and it's okay to get multiple opinions, you know. Um I'll be transparent. In August, um I found a lump in my right breast. I don't have a family history of breast cancer, but I work in cancer research. I have a friend who was diagnosed with breast cancer at 25. I take it very, very, very seriously. And true enough, in my mind, I'm like, it could be hormonal. It might be a cyst, but I wasn't about to play that type of game. So I called my doctor. I was like, I need to be seen. They got me in the next day. Week later, they did the mammogram and ultrasound. Turned out not to be cancer, but I had to thank God, right? Thank Mm -hmm. God. But had I just been like, oh, I think it's just, you know, assist or something, and then it could have ended up being something worse, but I didn't stand up for myself Mm -hmm. and say, hey, I need to see the doctor. And even when the doctor was trying to find it, she was like, I might need you to help me. That's part of advocacy, too. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. I'm going to tell you exactly what it feels Mm -hmm. like and guide you exactly to where I need your assistance with my health care right now, right? So... I just think we need to do be 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 more diligent. And there are a lot of great people out there doing great work trying to bring access to health care and advocate for our communities for access to health care. Um, but I think we really need to be very, very um, adamant about making sure we are getting the same quality
0: of care. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's it. That's it right there. That's the quality.
1: Ch- yeah. Um, that we're getting the same quality of care as everyone else. And that we're, like I said before, advocating for ourselves, but also for our communities to have access to
0: that quality care. Right. Yeah. You know, me being, you know, the chef and the food person, you know, same as healthcare, you know, having access to unprocessed foods and, you know, fresh foods. So, yeah. So I was having a conversation with my uh, best friend the other day, and she was saying that, one of the reasons that um, African Americans we eat are, or not we, because I eat my medium rare, but a lot of <laughs> African Americans eat their meat well done is because um, the access to the quality of meat, they felt like they needed to cook it to well done in case it wasn't safe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that... That's what's interesting. It, it makes it, sense. It, it I hadn't heard it, that before,
1: but it makes a lot of
0: sense. That, right. That was definitely my first time hearing that as well. But it it totally makes sense. Um, I even went to Big Lots. One of the Big Lots, like on Nolansville Highway or one of those in Nashville. Mm. They were selling food. My mom yelled at me, like, don't be buying food <laughs> from no Big Lots. I <laughs> <laughs> don't blame her, to be honest. You bet not have bought <laughs> no food from Big Lots and i was like oh okay so you saw was, a deal huh and you no, got that side i did <laughs> so that 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 was that was short lived but yeah i mean thank you mama for stopping you right like crazy. i know look i was trying to save a dollar <laughs> it was a struggle out there touche but um yeah, you know, in, in our neighborhoods, unfortunately, and I I can think about, you know, the house that I grew up in, like, you have to drive out for even halfway decent food, you know, Panera, what, Chipotle, you know, these are healthier fast yeah. food options, not right. the best. But, you know, in certain neighborhoods, they just don't provide those things. Um, yeah, we don't have them close in my neighborhood. Even to this day, like, in the city of Atlanta, you have to... If you're in the, on the urban side mm-hmm. of town, right. you know, things aren't close. Like we used to have a grocery store that me and my grandmother could literally walk to. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Yeah. In the middle of a highly populated community, there isn't a grocery store walking distance. And the, the other ones that's in the neighborhood don't have quality food. Like, and my grandmother knows I don't play. Mm-hmm. You're not going shopping there. Like, you got to go somewhere else. Like, wh- whatever we got to do, we're going to get it done. But people don't, ev- everyone doesn't have someone else advocating for them or acknowledging the fact that this isn't right. And they just have to De- do deal mm-hmm. with and settle what with they have. what they have. Yeah.
1: Or have people in their circle that know better and know enough to share that knowledge. That they may not have. That's another piece to it too. Continuing to educate those around us. With Mm -hmm. what we learn about how we can all be better. And thrive and prosper. Mm -hmm.
0: Or unfortunately you have people who are in low poverty. And they can only afford so much. And they have to expand their resources. To take care of a large household. Right. Yeah, That's all I've been
1: yeah, saying. Yeah, it's like, vote, yeah, we got a lot
0: of work to do. It is. I mean, is the frustrating thing about it is, you know, we had a vice presidential debate was, you know, recently. We had an election mm-hmm. coming up with leadership that doesn't believe that systemic racism is an issue. Like this, these health issues, these, you know, lack Sorry. of grocery stores is part of, you know, the healthcare care and well-being of people of color. Yeah. That's why we got to vote. Yeah, we got to vote. And this is part of that
1: work, right? Where we say the work doesn't end when you cast your ballot. Mm -hmm. This is part that having the conversations, it looks very different. It's several different pieces to it. Having this conversation is part of the work because it's bringing awareness. Mm -hmm. People out in the community doing the work, it doesn't stop once we cast our ballot. The work, we have to keep fighting. We have to keep working.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. I totally agree. Yeah. And I think those who are listening, it's important that if you aren't having those conversations, they either want to eat healthy or they either recognize there there are certain ailments in their family that they may or may not be familiar with. Mm-hmm. And they feel comfortable talking with someone else about it so that they can get some resolve and changes within their family or within themselves. I think that's also important. Um, we need to stop living in si- in moving in silence and living in shame. Mm. Yeah. Because unfortunately, someone else is going through the same situation, and until and until we get comfortable just laying everything out on the table, people are going to continue to move. In
1: yeah, silence. that cycle is going to keep going. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We got to break it.
1: We got to have to break all the cycles so that we can get better.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean I think that's the purpose of this journey I mean if we are trying to get better we can't be only keeping things for ourselves because then we're being selfish well what are some things that you guys have started to do to change I know I have I'm starting let me just say that before somebody calls my phone and be like "You (laughs) I'm starting (laughs) back on my fitness Um, journey because I do realize like you know being in this pandemic um, my mental has been all over the place my daily routine is not consistent anymore Um, so I'm trying to figure out my new normal of still trying to remain healthy so of course I know the three of us love giving out you know our Trader Joe's recommendations and things like that so I'm trying to you know have better healthier snacks in my household try not to go out to eat but have y'all found some things to be helpful or that you keep top of mind and kind of hold yourself accountable
1: yeah i've started back working out i got a pretty consistent schedule now i think i'm going to um, incorporate at least 30 to 30 minutes to an hour of cardio every most days let me not say every That was a stretch (laughs) most days to complement the like hit and weight training that I do throughout the week. And then just being mindful again, more mindful about what I'm putting in my body. I've set a reminder on my phone for my vitamins to make sure I take my supplements every day. I got a bigger water bottle that helps me get through more water (laughs) every day. I uh, love my Trader Joe's hauls, and I buy—I don't really buy a lot of canned or boxed food. I buy a lot of fresh vegetables. Mm-hmm. I think that makes a difference. I'm not really somebody who has to have carbs.
0: So, Nicole, you don't have any. I know you said you're not a carb lover. So, what's your weakness?
1: I mean, I like—I. It's not that I don't like carbs. I just don't have to eat have them. Like, well, I'll say potatoes. I enjoy potatoes. I enjoy French fries. Tater tots need the respect that they deserve. They are underrated. Mm -hmm. You know, I like sweet potatoes. I just don't. It's not something that I'm like, oh, I need to have them with my meal. Now, pasta, I love. Like, really? Really? I love pasta. I am intentional about not eating it so much because I could literally eat pasta every day. Clearly that is not okay. So I make sure that I don't, I make sure I don't even eat it once a week. Once every couple of weeks, I'll make some pasta maybe, Mm -hmm. because I know I will eat it all because I love pasta, but I'm trying to be more mindful about making sure I'm conscious about what I'm putting in my body, especially now that I'm finally in a groove and, in a routine on my health, physical health journey. After yeah. you know, so yeah, I'm just trying to be more cautious about it.
0: What about yeah, you, Bri? Faster. Are you? Did I, uh, did I tell y'all about that uh, sweet potato milkie I made? Oh my god, it was delicious. So once again, you gonna talk about a dish that we cannot taste? Sorry. You see yeah, my face?
1: Did. Do you see my face?
0: The shade of it all. You ain't been shaming yourself. She ain't. I can make it again. Mm. It was a test run. The test that never got to my stomach. (laughs) You want me to put something in the mail for you? No, I needed to be fresh out the pot. (laughs) Okay, Britt. What about you? Are you gonna? I know, like before. Well, even while you was in Germany, every time you would come home, you would participate Uh in the race in Atlanta. Uh What a, what's been some of your go tos to help you? Mm. Go outside of cooking that we can't have, and yes, I'm salty. <laughs> so before I left Germany or for Germany, I was I was running. I was in a run run club. Um, the year before, I did uh, the Triple Peach, which is a race series. What's the a Triple Peach, Atlanta? Tri- Track club, so it's so it's three races. The first one is the Peachtree Road Race, which is a 10k. Then there was a 10 maller, which was around that was like October ish. And then for on Thanksgiving Day, I did a half marathon. So all of this is in the same week, or the... in in the same year. Not oh, things. I was about to say, yeah, You—that's—that's um, <laughs> that's death. You do it fair. too much. <laughs> no, 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 that. I, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't be here today if, <laughs> if that was the same week. Nobody. Um. So yeah, that—that that was my thing. Um. Moving to Germany, I got off of that because I don't do cold weather. And like in Atlanta, like you can go running in the winter, and it's not that cold. Yeah. And you'll warm up. So if it was below freezing, I wasn't going. And that's pretty much how it was in Germany all winter. So I I just never got back into the routine of running. Um, I was hoping to do that when I got back here, but this ankle, the way it's set up, is not happening right now. Um, I do I'm waiting to hear back from Emory to I need to go ahead and get it and get another X-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized what, I I was trying to be cute and I tried to put on a heel last weekend mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, who you was showing out for? Oh boy, uh, I was going with the sisters. Oh no, that's not fun. But no, he, I mean, that's fun. But all right, go ahead. <laughs> all right, go ahead. I I, I, I tried and I it, it quickly said uh. Uh-uh. So, Dang, you can't I, even. I, I so you that, gotta wear a kitten heel. I'm just asking, not trying to throw shit. I, ain't no, I wish she would. <laughs> I ain't wearing no kitten heels. Ain't going. Ain't not. Nah, I, mean, I put on some Haraches and call it a day. <laughs> I was just trying to check to see what level of ministry you was on. So you on the but, were in the and that's the thing. Ministry. Like, but because I realized that that was the heel that did it. I, I'm like, okay, I really need to go because I need to be wearing some um, sparkly blue batons when it's time for me to walk down. Ow! So Ow. I need to get this this able together. You, I'm just saying. Out of me. I put putting it in the atmosphere. You better speak it. You better reach up and, <laughs> and grab it. You better Lord, manifest your
1: destiny, girl.
0: This is mine, Lord. <laughs> know. So, speaking. yeah. I, yeah, they they going to have to get me in for X ray. I yeah. think you to hurry up and get healed, Brie. It's been a it's been it's a minute. Been a minute mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I had been riding the bike and it had been fine. So that was my low impact. Okay. Cause I was thinking it was because I was snapping in and out with the, you know, the shoes. Mm-hmm. Um I I or clipping in and out, I should say. Um in this the cycle shoes. Um, so I was thinking that was the motion that Made it hurt, but then I re—I I had to retrace my my steps, and I was like, it was the heel. Mm. It was it was the heel I tried to put on. Mm. Like it it was swollen last week and had some coloration. Oh yeah. Um, so I did. De- I called. Um, I like Monday morning. I emailed. Right. I emailed the um the assistant. Like, hey, I I need some help because it's swollen again, and it looks bruised. We thank you for Someone advocating me. for yourself. Mhm. He, yeah, he did call. He like he called me back within like 15 minutes. I was like, who's this number? No answer. I don't, answer numbers Child, I don't But I I had to remember. I, <laughs> I had to, to I I called the doctor or emailed the doctor. So um yeah, he told me ibuprofen, ice, and I was like, okay. So I I did get the swelling down, but the fact that I I've realized that it was a heel, I need to be able to wear heels one day. So. Um, I I still want to get that X-ray. Okay. Well, we would definitely hold you accountable and yep. stay on top of it with you,
1: so you can get back to your runs.
0: Yes. Yeah. Cause I'm gonna keep get back to my walking. That's what I'm gonna do? You run, I walk, and eat French fries. No. Okay. <laughs> now, when I say I'm I run, I'm I'm not like. I'm not one of them Kenyans that just be out there, Speedy Guns Valley and out, up and down these roads. Like, <laughs> I am they? a one walker. What you do not gonna do? What you not gonna do? I'm over there like
1: you do So, no. Yeah, we're gonna have to stop because.
0: I know. Did you just say a Kenyan? I did.
1: With I did. Speedy Guns <laughs> Alley? <Gonzalez laughs> who?
0: How? I did. I thought about that. I, I said it. Nope. You do what I did, though. I'm gonna go ahead and end before.
1: this for the people because before we, uh, before the people come for us after listening to this for not being uh, for being prejudiced and inclusive. And- <laughs> <laughs> but sidebar, speedy Gonzalez. We didn't name this <laughs> I don't
0: think I realized that that name was uh, not politically correct until I just said it two seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
1: talk about that. I get it. I'm just, I'm confused how you matched a Kenyan up with a Gonzalez from Mexico. Because they be running all the races. They be running all the races. I understand, races. but you realize they run distance. That's not speed. I'm not playing with y'all, too. They still be <laughs> we're not. We're not going to talk about the Kenyans and, and speeding on, on Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> they do be. <laughs>
0: Let her know, breathe. cause she hit you the first time. And according to the guy on uh, Bumble, he thought I was kidding. You. So it, oh my god. Oh my okay. God. <laughs> nope. And then this right now, I'm gonna shut this. I like the way you just brought it back together. I did, okay. cause I don't look American. Oh Lord. That's what he said, not me. I'm I shut this it. down right now. How am so gonna shut this down? You got to
1: close out first.
0: Well, let me just Yars. say this. Yes. Well, let me just say this. We're going to stop this conversation right here because, as you know, we can keep this going for days. However, we do want you to take have some takeaways from today's episode. So, one, we hope that you are taking the time to invest in your own health, one. Uh, we hope that you are also cognizant of how We need to share amongst our community and lift each other up. And then thirdly, we hope that at the end of the day, we're all striving to be better um, in everything that we do. So with that being said, this is just gonna, this is one of several conversations that we're gonna have as it relates to health. Um, be sure to go over to our Instagram page and let us know other topics that are health related that you would like us to dive into. We have our own, of course, but it's all it's always important for us to hear back from our listeners, our community, to make sure that we are feeding you what you want just as much as you're pouring and feeding into us. We thank you again for listening and being a part of this journey. I cannot believe that we've been doing this for two months now wow time flies when you're having fun that's right it does <laughs> yes it's been two months and it i mean honestly this has been a great journey like it doesn't even feel like it's been that long but yeah, we two months in yep. and we owe it all to everyone who's been giving us feedback Um, letting us know that they appreciate the dialogue, that they feel like they're sitting at the table with us and just having girl talk or just participating in a conversation. Like, we appreciate that. And that warms our hearts. Um, And so we hope that you continue to give us feedback, continue to let us know the things that you like and dislike, right? Because at the end of the day, your opinion counts. If there's things that you don't agree with, let's talk about it. We're all adults here and we enjoy being... Pushed outside the box when it's needed, right? And held accountable. So we just want to say thank you again for listening. And until next time, be blessed.